Welcome, everybody, to the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 166 for April 1st, 2022. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Don't be a fool, fool! April Fool's Day. It is April Fool's Day. Tony B coming to you live from New Jersey. No where fools the, over here. Where the heck are our names? Oh, there it is. I should put up the names when I say Tony, the one and only. That's yeah. good. There you go. Uh, welcome one and all. Come on in and say hi. Tell us where you're from and we will say hi back and might even uh, bring in on whatever discussion we're uh, involved in. Uh, we're, this episode is sponsored by Banzoogle. If you want a website and you need a website, but if you want a website that's easy to design and looks professional, you don't have to know HTML. You don't have to know anything about design. You, they do the hard work for you. You just put your content in there and it looks professional. You still do need a website in this day and age, probably more than ever. Um, Banzoogle is the place to go. Uh, go there, start a 30-day free trial. Use the promo code CoverBandCentral. That's the promo code CoverBandCentral for your 30-day free trial. There's also a handy link in the description. So check that out. You need a website. Handy link in the description below. I got to turn you up. Okay. Um, so, yeah, did you pull any April Fool's jokes today? I did or are not. You, are did you not. too old for that? Are you No, I, you're never too old for jokes, Steve. Come on. You're never too old for pranks. I did. I, I, I've had some very, very high-profile pranks in my day. Good. That's good. I, they, I did one. I put a post in the group saying uh, uh, the new rates effective today. And I, I basically listed all the violations that people normally, like event invites, $250 uh, and a, a whole list of those and where that they can where they can send their payments. And nobody I, sent me a payment. I just say nothing came not. flooding in yet, huh? Nothing. So I guess everybody's been good today. I uh, guess so. I guess so. David's in uh, Alabama. I know. David, what's up in Alabama? He's a return visitor. And another David. In New Jersey, it's the David Show. Yeah, Dave from New Jersey. Today. What's up? All Davids, please come in and say hello. And even if you're not a David, come on in and say hello. Um, yeah. So Bernard's here in Texas. He he broke the David stream. Bernie, but that's okay. And Quentin's here. Just says, "Yo, fellas." Quentin's a also a return visitor. We like when there's return visitors. That means we're doing something right, I guess. Yeah, or these guys have nothing to do. Unlike Facebook user who didn't yes. click didn't click the link it's to my stream yard. Hey Kel, what's happening? <laughs> if you're watching in the group, you gotta let uh click the link to let StreamYard share your name. Otherwise, we just see Facebook user and it says greetings from New Jersey. So it could be Kel. I don't know. Plenty of Davids here, David said. Cool. So we are streaming live uh, as we do when we do this on the Facebook Cover Band Central page in the Facebook Cover Band Central group and on the Facebook YouTube channel, which you should subscribe to. There's a link in the description for that too. And that's uh, where all our videos are and stuff. Dan's Lots of stuff to be found everywhere. Don's in Buffalo, New York. Hey now, Don, what's happening? Hey now. I wonder if it's still cold in Buffalo. I think it is. Ellis in uh, Australia. Yeah. Good day, Ellis. It's it's tomorrow there. Sure is at this point. Um, okay, we got it's a, wait. Okay, oh, he's in James, West Virginia. I was gonna say 
James WV. It's Patrick Seitz in James WV. It's James WV calling in. And then just east of West Virginia, Blair is in Virginia. Yes, he is. <laughs> and Bernard said his name is David, too. So, okay. Excellent. Kenny, Full Kenny's House of in, David's here. Kenny's in Kentucky. And uh, up in uh, up north, north in Ottawa, Canada, is Burton, Duncan. Yeah. Wide variety of listeners tonight there, Steve, huh? Yeah. Oh, and we, on the West great. Coast there, Juliana yeah. in Sacramento. Capital of California. Catacombs. Yeah, cool. So uh, we'd be remiss if we did not discuss what happened shortly after our podcast last week, what was announced. Yeah. And uh, I know you texted me, and I, I was going to text you, because, but I figured it was late. I figured you would be, you know, in the sack already. I was actually up working in the studio, and my buddy Craig texted me. Oh. Like five minutes after he saw the post on Instagram. Oh. Yeah, and I saw it like minutes after it was posted on Facebook and Eddie yeah. trunk was the post I saw. Um, good old Eddie trunk, our old friend yep. DJ and, and uh, all that. Uh, so yeah, Taylor Hawkins passing away. Um, so I, I mean, a lot has been talked about already because it's been a week. Um, but I mean, it was, it was certainly shocking to me. And yeah. uh, I, I imagine to you too. I'm sure it was shocking to everybody, you know, unexpected, tragic loss. Yeah. You know, um, accidental, apparently. Well, he was doing drugs. Yeah. It seems. And drinking. Um, and there's been no official cause of death yet, but they did say they found a, a number of some sub- substances in his uh, in his body, in his urine, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, found evidence of substance use. So it's a shame, man. The guy had it all. You know, he's playing in one of the best rock bands in the world. Um, you know, has a great, beautiful family. And it's it I was trying to wrap my head around it, and I'm thinking, like, what would what would make somebody at that level of success do something that's so potentially dangerous? And the only thing I could think of is you know, I know they're on tour and they're on tour. They were, the tour was planned for the rest of this year. And, um, there were, but there were like four or five days in between gigs. So I'm, and he's staying in a hotel and I'm thinking like, what, what else do you have to do? If you're sitting in a hotel, like you're going to watch TV. I mean, like, well, there's always plenty of things to do if you're in the right mindset to find things to do. Right. But yeah, I know that I've read a lot of articles in the past with him where, you know, when he has idle time, he, he struggles with with sobriety and, you know, he he tries to uh, manage it the best he can. You know, and I remember back in 2000 or 2001, you know, he, he OD'd and he was in a coma for a couple of weeks. He was mm-hmm. only in the Foo Fighters for like three or four years at that point. Right. And I remember Dave, you know, being very vocal about it and reading a bunch of articles in Modern Drummer and a bunch of other publications. But I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, I guess you, you get so accustomed to the lifestyle of being on tour and that's what you do. And, you know, they were playing that night. So I couldn't imagine, you know, jeopardizing your ability to play unless it's a regular, you know, thing where that's your, you know, your lifestyle. Who knows, you know, nonetheless, just tragic. And, you know, it's it's the end of the foo as as we've known it for the past yeah. 20, 25 years, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, it, I don't think it was found out like how long he had been dead. So it might've been from the night before, you know, 
No, I heard that he had called down to the the front desk that he had chest pain. Oh, right, right, right. For ambulance, and then the button the ambulance got there, they found him. He was expired. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, it was all before that, like right, you know, all all those events leading up to the gig. It was only a couple of hours, I think, what they said before the gig, like four or five hours before showtime. Right. This whole thing went down. It still may have been a cumulative thing from the night before, or who knows? I mean, who knows? It's hard to say, man. I mean, look at Mac Miller. You know, he does, you know, a line of coke with with fentanyl in it, and you know, ten minutes later, he's dead. Right. Like you just don't know. You know, I mean, you're in Bogota, Colombia. Who knows what the quality of uh, of you know allegedly if it, if he was doing drugs you know he could have just he could have got something that was just not not you know meant to be right it just takes that one time once your body's t- taken in a substance that has an adverse reaction to it or something that can't be reversed or you know medications too you know uh, inadvertently mixing medications and, and and drugs and alcohol you know they all some of those cross uh you know um the interaction between some of the ingredients can cause, you know, cause you know death, like it's cause you to stop breathing or cause your heart to stop beating, you know? Yeah. Well, they said his heart, stop, you know, they said his heart enlarged like two times the size. And, um, it was twice the weight of a normal heart. And they, I think they right. called it, um, cardiac. Um, there was a word for it though, but there was something really, you know, not, not a heart attack, but something that related to his heart. So, I'm sure we'll find out more in the coming days, but nonetheless, dude, still tragic, you know. Yeah, that's the whole band, and especially to Dave, you know, that's that's oh my goodness. I mean, Dave, it was they were best friends. They were soul brothers. They were like they were just yeah. Anytime they were, I heard them on Howard Stern in you know recently, and it was in February, um, in the middle of February, so it's like a month and a half ago, and uh, you know, and I've heard Dave on Howard before too. And in other interviews, and he just loved Taylor so much. Oh yeah, you know, so much. So I think I mean they pan- they canceled the rest of the tour. Yeah, they were supposed to perform at the Grammys this Sunday, and they're not. They are up for awards at the Grammys, so I'm curious whether anybody's going to show up. Should they accept it? I'm mm-hmm. guessing probably not. You know, I'm guessing yeah, maybe the manager on their behalf or something. You know. Yeah, I, I'm not thinking Dave Grohl is going to go to a award show and have to sit there and smile and clap for people and stuff. He's probably still devastated. So, oh yeah, it's only been a week, man. You know, and like I said, they canceled the tour and it's the food as we know it is over. You know, I think so. I I, I don't see them going on as Foo Fighters anymore. I don't. I just don't see Dave doing that because he had to go through the deal with with Kurt Cobain. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Nirvana. I mean, and. Not that Taylor was as prominent a member of the Foo Fighters as as Cobain was of Nirvana, but still, he was a band member. He was he was the John Bonham of yes, you know, the band. And well, no, he was the other face of the Foo. I mean, that was every time Dave was out, he was always out with with Taylor. You know, yeah. So it's and it, sad and tragic. So you know, yeah, it's just it's hard to get your head wrapped around, but just another you know another tragic loss in in the life of, of music and musicians right and bands and rock stars and the lifestyles that they live and it all circles back down to, to wisdom right i mean it's, you know it's yeah. hard to you know you got to steer clear of the pitfalls when everyone used to laugh remember gene simmons saying they went on tour with rush and they were uh you know they were in their rooms like writing music and neil was reading and they were learning different languages and he was like man you guys are a bunch of nerds like what is wrong with you? <laughs> you, gotta, 
you know, like we're on tour, man. There's all kinds of women around and, and all kinds of fun and parties to be had. And you guys are like hold up in your room doing stupid shit. Yeah. You know, do these, know, do these guys know how to party or what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but you know, so it's, it's, you know, it's always there. The temptation, I guess, like you say, you have a lot of idle time on your hands, you know? Yeah. But, and, uh, uh, Desiree here is a Maui. Um, mm. I would love to be in Maui, man, right now and forever mm -hmm. or anywhere in Hawaii. Yeah. But yeah, that the, like you mentioned, you're in, in Colombia, and if you're going to acquire street drugs, how do you do it as a rock star, as a major rock star? You well, have to, you know, someone from the entourage gets it for, you, know, you have, you have to, and so that, hoodie, like putting on a hoodie and rolling down to Mexico, you know? Right. And that, but that calls into question, you know, who in the, the camp was the one that was supplying it. And, you know, I'm yeah, sure that'll it. all come out too. I mean, like he, he said, they said he had opioids, which he could have just had with him, you know, for, for a long time. So he didn't necessarily have to get them, but, Correct. Um, but maybe other stuff we don't know still. So it's still who, too early. Yeah, who, to who knows, man? Like, uh, yeah. and we may never know, you know, but nonetheless, just, uh, you know, we're not we're, we're not worthy of knowing knowing Facebook users' name apparently. Yes, no, we're not. Um. So yeah. So that was the thing. I know it's been you know around for a week now already, but you and I haven't talked since then. So no, we didn't. Not since we found out. Yeah. So very shocking. Very sad. Um. Yeah. I was, was going to really go shocked. see him. I was going to go see him at Jazz Fest next month. <clears throat> yeah. And I I never saw him. So I uh, you know. Yeah, I had the opportunity to see him a couple of times, and they were great, man. Like I said, the first time I saw him back in like maybe 2010 or 2011, 12, somewhere in that area, you know, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, and that up to that point, it was the best show I'd ever seen. It was just phenomenal. Right. They were, they were so good. Right. Uh, but tons of videos out there, and oh, yeah. um, I'm sure we'll see more stuff uh, as we go forward. Um, but that's that. So I had a... Another second week in a row, dude, that I normally play four nights here in mm -hmm. New Orleans for anybody that doesn't know that on Bourbon Street. And uh, second week in a row that we had a, a night canceled due to weather. An indoor gig canceled yes. because of weather. Right. Uh, Last twice was, in three weeks. Twice in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was uh, a band of storms coming west to east that were dangerous thunderstorms band of storms that's a good name for a band, band of, that's a good name um potential uh tornadoes and and hail Another good name for a band with the, the potential tornadoes <laughs> um but uh so they didn't open the club wednesday and we didn't work um but uh, it's a, it's in. Hey, where's Pork you know, Tornado's been? He hasn't been around lately. Oh, he's around. I he's still around? see his stuff. Yeah, okay. he had no, some. He... A, he had a couple good April Fools' posts today, actually. Okay, cool. Um, that they were opening for Lady Gaga, and he made he does a good job with a, his posts. He he make made a poster, so I guess he's good in Photoshop because he makes them look really good. Yeah, and it looked you know it looked real. It had the dates on it, like with the Pork Tornadoes, and then he later said, "Oh, we got kicked off because so many of you didn't." <laughs> believe didn't believe it was true there you go Funny. um good stuff so but it turned out anyway the weather wasn't bad here by me and there was no tornadoes locally so it was kind of a false alarm but i'll take the night off sometimes man it is it's it's i felt last night when i got home we did play last night i just felt physically and 
emotionally exhausted. It's uh, it was a long night, six sets last night, and it's just yeah. Our our singer has been out, you know, another sort of scary thing. Our singer's been out uh, for the week, and he had chest pains, and he went to the ER on uh, I guess it was mo- uh, Monday or or Tuesday, I think it was. Right. Uh, maybe it been was Monday. So that was a little scary. So he wasn't around all week, but he's fine. Uh, it's just resting at home now. Um, so, uh, and, you know, days after the thing with Taylor happened, and then it's like, oh shit, like. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just scary. like, and think about that too. Like, you're on tour, right? And you, you may have downtime a couple of days, but you know, you're in Colombia, and then you're down for a couple of days. Like you said, they play Lollapalooza out there. They so they play like two, they're supposed to play two gigs there, and then like you said, onto the Grammys, and then they go into a whole slew of other shows. You know, and it's just, uh, you know, you wonder. Like you said, it's so interesting when you talk to guys who are on tour. So many different philosophies and the way that people approach touring. You know. Like some guys play video games on the downtime. Some guys practice on the downtime. Some guys do drugs on the downtime. You know, some right. guys do drugs to get through the tour because of the rigors of the tour, you know, and as right. you get older, some guys do the opposite. They they do yoga and stretching and chill and, you know, meditate or hang out or make sure they have plenty of time during the day to relax before the gig that night, you know, right. so that after, after the gig, to your point, they're not, you know, they're completely emotionally and, and, and beat on, they're drained. And sure, when you're 30, you know, when you're in your 30s, early 30s, even late 20s, you know, you can go out and play back to back and then go to the after parties and then, you know, and, and, and stay out to the wee hours of the morning and do that day in and day out, you know, for years on end. But it does catch up with you, you know? Yeah. You, you do reach a point, you know, where you do get older and it's not, you know, you know, everyone always laughs and jokes about it, but it's like you keep going. You know, that's why I give the fool a lot of credit because those guys are all in their 50s, you know, but they're yeah. seasoned, seasoned veterans, uh, you know, uh, of doing it. Like Dave's just a dynamo, you know? Yeah. Around our age. Uh, Juliana said, hello. She said she's trying to promote our, uh, our YouTube channel on uh dark mask diva promotions. That's cool. Thank ah, you. Thank Juliana. you. Thank you very much. And she said, uh, she shared our, to her page a story and that we deserve more views and follows. So thank you, thank Juliana. You. I appreciate that. Thank you for that, Juliana. We do appreciate that. And we do second that. We agree with that. We do Let's second go. that. So, yeah, so um, I just got home last night and I almost went straight to bed, which is rare for me after a gig. Um, I, I usually I'm usually have to have a wind down so, time. So on a yeah, so on six sets, you're on stage for how long? How how long are you playing for six sets? Total music for four and a half hours, four and a half hours. And then with the breaks. So you're there for what? Six, seven hours. At the club. Yeah, I generally get there around six, six thirty. Somewhere in between, somewhere in the middle there, um, and uh, leave. End up leaving around twelve thirty, probably later. Uh, yeah, last so night, last night we played till twelve fifteen, so I left around one. So I was there for six hours, six and a half hours. Yeah, so that's a, yeah, it's a long night. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and it was, it got busy. It was uh, not early, but it got busy later, like really busy. Um, so. It was cool. It's nice to. I always look forward to Friday, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like normal working people. Like, oh my God, it's Friday. Yeah, Friday's here. It all becomes a blur, though, Steve. You know. Yeah. Especially like I do something every single night of the week. I have something. You know what I mean? So there's right. no there's no wind down time. But that's the way I like it. Me you too. I, I'm sleeping better now. I've got my CPAP thing going. Cool. 
it's an old people thing to talk about. But I went to the doctor today for a follow up on this. And it's, it really is making a difference in my life. I, I had been waking up like tired every day, you know, cup, you know, coupled with the fact that I'm working like this and so many hours on stage, not sleeping well. He told me when they did the, the study that I had been, I was stopping breathing 64 times an hour. Wow. That's like once every minute. Yeah. Well, more than that. Yeah. More than once a minute. I like was once every I, I 50 was, seconds. I would stop breathing, you know. So this thing just kind of blows air into you and you don't. And then I, I would always wake up tired. And now I don't. Now I wake up nice and refreshed. And it's it's making a difference in my quality of life. So Nice. Yeah, yeah well, listen, you got to take care of yourself, man. You, get, you need sleep. You need proper nutrition. You need exercise, you know. Mind, yeah. body, spirit, brother. Got to keep it, you right. know. Got to keep ourselves on track. He, Leo never goes to sleep without his anymore. Nice. And Facebook user, yeah, sleep apnea is terrible. God, I got to check that. I kind of had to because I had COVID last year, and then I went for follow ups, and they were like, "Well, you need to sleep better." So. Um, yeah, yeah. Do, do you wear like um, Fitbit or something that tells you your quality of sleep, or something that tracks your sleeping? I didn't have one of those. They gave me like a, a monitor to wear overnight. But I mean, now at home, do you do you, do you have any way of tracking it to see how good you are sleeping? Oh yeah, it has an app and everything. It, it's like all digital. They can uh, monitor my progress at the doctor's place, I guess wherever they do it. Um, and I have an app that gives me a score based on how long I slept, how many times, how many events I had, which was stopping breathing, is what they call an event. Uh, how many times I took the mask off, and I get a score every day. And it's cool because I how do you know the get... doctor's not logging onto the app and he's like, "Let's stop the CPAP machine now." Uh, start, stop, start, 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 stop. I don't know that. We'll see that. You gotta unplug that thing, man. Yes. Big brother. Big brother's watching, Stevie. Yeah. I, I hope I make it to 73, Blair. Blair said at 73, my days of playing six sets are definitely <laughs> over. We generally yeah. do three 45-minute sets. Yeah. I was thinking about it today. Like, I'm 54, and I was thinking about, like, making it to 74. I'm like, 20 years? 20 more years of this I got to do? Oh, I yeah, got really like 40 left me. I, I was like, because I was, my back was hurting the, today and I was trying to move. I'm like, oh, my back. I'm like, seriously, 20 more years I got to deal with this and it's going to get worse? I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make it. We'll see. That's why all the guys in the band are all standing around, except for the drummer. That's why, you know, we don't get, you know, we don't have these problems, dude. Right. Constantly moving. Yes. I should have been a drummer i should have done should, hey you still drummer. can you got 20 years left in your career you know it'll take a couple of years to figure it out i i, I think i'd be a good drummer but it would take me a long time to to learn to actually play on drums so i'm i'm doing a, a challenge a 90 day challenge for 15 minutes a day for seven days a week so i'm i'm in i'm into day five so i'm doing a, a practice challenge to do 15 minutes of of, of uh drumming calisthenics every day oh, for 90 days that's cool yeah so i'll keep you posted on the progress yeah yeah that's exciting all right and so are how are you approaching it are, are you doing the same routine every day or are you mixing it up well, i'm only five days in so the first seven days i have one routine and then the second seven days i'll have an i'll i'll, I'll add to that routine you know and then i'll see uh how i want to mix it up and, but how did you come up with the routine initially did you just 
wing it or I just said so I approached it much like saying okay so let's say that you haven't that you don't regularly exercise you're not mm-hmm. going to go into the gym and get on the bench and put a whole bunch of weight on it you know warm up and then try to do heavy lifting right you, right. you want to ease into it so for the first month if you're getting into a new workout regimen you want to for the first month ease yourself into it so you don't shock your you know your whole system right because it's gonna right. be shocked anyway so you, right. anyone knows this right when you start get back into an exercise routine for the first two weeks if you really work out you know six days a week you're sore every day mm-hmm. like you're beat on for the first you know while and then your body acclimates to it right so i'm just starting very slow i have a whole systematic approach to a warm-up routine where it's hands and feet and it's with a metronome and it's to a set pace, and it's the same exercise, and it's for five minutes each. And there's three sets of things that I'm doing for five minutes. And that's, wow. my, fif- that's my 15 minutes. That is and, very disciplined. But here's the best part of all, that you're really going to enjoy this part. So how can I, for myself, ensure that I'm going to be able to do it every day for 15 minutes? Because you know how my schedule is. There's no way I can mm-hmm. consistently say what I'm going to do at this time of day once the day gets going. So I'm right. doing it in the morning, first thing when I wake up. And wow. I'm waking up an hour earlier so that I can wake up, I can get coffee, can get awake, and then get downstairs and into the studio and then get and get doing it. Wow, that is super disciplined. Yeah, so I'm super dedicated to it. So I'll let you know in 90 days. And like I said, I'm five days in. So that's a long it, time too. Five days from today. That's a you know one. I'm not quarter. sure what that date, but it's it's into the future. Yes. That's one quarter of the months. year. Yeah, it's like uh, end of June, I think, is, is somewhere around there. The, see, this is how I pretty much feel. D7, what's morning? Mm. A lot of musicians are like that. But uh, Leo said a drummer buddy of mine had a stroke. His was a physical therapist told him that drumming is a great rehab program. Yeah. So when I had my shoulder go. surgeries, they said the same thing, that you know, doing some pad exercises, like on a snare pad, was, yeah. was great to start to get the shoulders back acclimated to, to the motion. Right. Good stuff, man. That's good. I like the idea of a daily routine too that you stick to. And now that I have this whole sleep thing managed, maybe I can start getting up earlier and do something. See, there you go. Something similar. Don't sleep your life away, man. You know, all those hours in the morning. Because think about it. If I, if I can do that every day. And like you said, if you can develop a routine where you have an hour every morning to yourself to do things that just you want to do, when no one's around and no one's looking for well, you. Well, no one's ever around here. Ringing. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean? Like, no one's looking for you. The phone's not ringing. There's there's no tasks that are, or, or you know, the beckoning for you to come and attend to. Then you have an hour of just time in the morning to do for yourself. Morning in Livingston, New Jersey means go to sleep. I have a feeling this is Dominic. Livingston, New Jersey. I have a feeling that's Dominic. He nice. can tell me if, he, if, if he's right, if I'm right. He's watching on YouTube. So. He's D7, so maybe. D7. YouTube, by the way, channel, go subscribe. There's a link in the description for that. Oh, yeah. Because we're on YouTube. I like that people are watching us on YouTube. Um, but yeah, so uh, if you don't have the time, it's like saying you don't care to do it, right? So if you really want to do something, you make the time to do it. And it's easier said than done. But if you can compartmentalize your time somehow and organize yourself in a way and be disciplined to do it. So I'm interested. I'm, it's an experiment. I'm going to, you know, we'll see how it works out. I'll tell you where I'm at. As I progress, so we can I'd like follow to hear. along. Yeah, good, very cool. Um, so I did pick a topic today. I was considering doing an April Fool's thing, but then I couldn't think of anything funny. So 
uh, I didn't. But couldn't think of anything funny. Come on, Steve. You're I don't know. Funny, I'm dude. Not, What's going I'm, on? I'm not. Funny. You couldn't call your other buddy funny, Steve, and ask him for some. some I funny could stuff. have. Maybe I'll do that later. Okay. But uh, we're gonna revisit something, a topic we went, uh, we went through, and it was a while ago. And I don't Sandals think that sandals and cargo shorts. No. God, no. <sighs> Um, I don't think it was when we were doing the video thing. I think it was the audio part. You can you can tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, Bernard said, I just subscribed. Stupid me, been following on Facebook, but not YouTube. You're not stupid, Bernard. You're cool. You just didn't know all the options that were available to you. You didn't know. So think I mean, how, how much you... more wisdom we've just imparted. You're that much smarter than you were five minutes ago. But he wasn't stupid for not knowing because he no, just who's, didn't know. No one's calling him stupid. We're saying he's even smarter than he was. He was smart before, and now he's even more he, smart. He called he himself smart. He called himself stupid. Well, so I'm you know. saying you're not stupid because you know. You just didn't. Know. I could get we're into at, that whole everywhere. topic. Bernie, we're everywhere. Every, a lot of people don't know. It's, it's, I could it's get okay. into that whole topic too. I considered it about the the Facebook algorithm and the reach and how it frustrates me a lot. And I kind of vented about it last. Uh, last uh uh week in a post but i don't need to go there but okay so what's your topic steve what do you the topic about? is embarrassing moments on stage oh we like and we that. had some fun with this oh yeah last time so i put up a post about a week ago and oh wait i gotta answer steve so wait, so is it embarrassing things that have happened to you on stage or embarrassing things that you've seen happen from the stage? It could it be either either could one. Be anything. Just embarrassing you'll, things. You'll see how I post the question, but on but, around under on top of next to the stage. Uh Steve asked the YouTube channel name is Cover Band Central. Cover Band Central. And there's a link in the description of the video that you're currently watching. This live uh, stream I put in the description there. I put a link to it, so you can just click that link. Sign up Steve. for you, your band, or both. You're, no, this is YouTube. He's talking about. I know. So what? Okay. That's All right. So here we go. So, I, so here's. So this is how the question is: What is one major embarrassing thing you've had happen at a gig? So that could be either to you or to somebody else or to something. Okay. It you've had happen. At a gig, okay. It could be like, I mean, embarrassing. You know, could fall under a lot of things, I guess. But generally, embarrassing is something that you you feel ashamed of, or it's just like you would never want, you would never choose to have this happen to you. Correct. So, well, you may I, wish wish that it didn't happen to you. So I looked uh, through a couple of these answers, but so uh, Tim's he said he think he posted it before, so I didn't read that. What were the highlights? Um. I didn't read that one. So we're just going to move on because there's 600, uh, 675 oh. comments. Here. A lot of embarrassed people out there. So this one is the first one I saw. That's funny. Steve Devlin said, I partied a, partied a little too heavy, fell asleep on the hood of my truck. The guitar player came out to wake me. Come on, dude, one more set and proceeded to yak all down the front of his shirt <laughs> and pants. <laughs> Needless to say, no one stood by me. Nice. I like that. Joey Pitcher said, I hit a bad note, and Will Smith walked up and slapped me in the face. Of course, mm. that didn't really happen. April Fool's Day. But uh, no, this was a day ago, so this was yesterday. Yeah, we're reading them now, so it counts. That's true. Uh, but, you know, that was a thing that happened over last week. Nothing to do with bands. 
or yeah. anything, but you know, obviously that's something that everybody's still talking about. Uh, I read that one. That's not an embarrassing story. So let's move on now. Bruce simply said, I can neither confirm nor or deny. Mm -hmm. So that would be neither confirm nor deny, right? Right. Correct. Neither nor either or. Um, neither here nor there. Uh, the audience relocating to the other bar in the first few minutes, some with <laughs> hands over their ears. <laughs> yeah. See says, says David Rothertham. <laughs> I love that. The audience relocated to the other bar in the first few minutes, some with their hands over their ears. Dude, I remember playing a gig one time in a pretty small club. We rented a oh PA guy, and he had this like ten thousand watt monster PA, like four eighteens, two fifteens, horns, big monster stacks, mic, everything, every drum mic, double bass. Right, we're in this little like restaurant place, dude. He's like, so give me some, you know, go around the kit and give me a little sound check, and I'm hitting him, you know, give him a sound check. So like, hit him hard, like you'd hit him if you were playing, you know. And I'm cracking him pretty good, and it's like really full. And fat you know in the room and it sounds really good and then he's like all right give me the whole kit and he had the whole thing on like a mute and all i was listening to was the monitors and he unmuted the board oh, no. and i went to this like double bass shuffle with some tom stuff and dude it was like it was like an earthquake like it was the, this volume was so devastating that it was the same thing that i wasn't expecting it but i gave him like a good probably 30 seconds of of full on drum solo sound check. And at the end of the 30 seconds, when I look up, <laughs> like the 10 people in the bar are all standing there with their hands over their ears. And the dude behind the bar, every day he's yelling, he has the hands over his ears. He's, he's screaming. He's screaming at the guy. But of course, you can't hear him because the band is, you know, at 120 decibels. And the guy's like 10 feet away from the speakers. And when we finally stop playing, he says, it has to be one tenth that volume immediately right. wow <laughs> and the guy the sound guy this big heavy this big guy nat and he just turned to me he said hey he started laughing he just goes <laughs> yeah we'll lower it don't worry oh man and i don't think he lowered it much because it was pretty loud uh so this happened i i see uh this happened to david too so i see it like for me when it's little kids <laughs> relocate the crowd when it's little kids walking out like outside with their parents, the little kids always cover their ears. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. Always, yeah. Way too loud. Way uh, too loud, man. Uh, Gonna go deep. Uh, so that's a good one. I like that one. I like that um, one too. Paul says, I was the front man being served with my divorce papers on stage during a Valentine's Day gig. Wow. <laughs> Finished the song, told the crowd, I just got served my divorce papers, down a shot of Jim Beam, and shouted, happy effing Valentine's Day. Uh, there's more. Lead guitarist stepped to the mic and announced us taking a short break while the rest of the band hustled me off stage. So, yeah. So that's, I mean, I, you can, that's very understandable, I would think. Yeah. That's not the day you want to get divorced. And you certainly don't want it to happen publicly and certainly don't want it to happen while you're do playing music on stage. Almost sounds like it was planned to work out that way. It almost sounds that way. Doesn't it? Um, there's always a lot of falling ones. Uh, Dan said we played seated. My chair collapsed underneath me. I managed to get my, to my feet before my butt hit the floor. That's good. That's some quick reflexes there. Yeah. 
uh, oh my goodness, Larry Yates playing bass at an outdoor gig. People were coming up on stage and patting me on the back. <laughs> Turns out our pyrotechnics display had set my hair on fire. Oh, there you go. Patting on the back. Great job, man. Smoking job, bro. Great. Later at the same gig, I tripped over something on stage and I kicked my foot out to catch my balance and launched my shoe <laughs> out into the night, never to be found. Guys, having a good night, man. I would love to see that. that I love that one. Happening. I would love to see that going on. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to give Larry a like there. Yeah, that's good. For sharing that one. That's good. <laughs> Two things and then patting you on the back and thinking, oh, they're saying great job. But great no, job, dude. You're really on you're, fire. You're flipping hairs on fire. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> oh my God. Uh I, I've I've done this, not this quite, but David Ray Schroeder said was having the best hardcore singing moment in my life and then hit myself hard in the front tooth with my SM58 microphone. Ooh, ouch. Chipped it a little bit. Mm. Almost forgot my lyrics for a second. Apparently, it was really loud to the audience. Several people asked me if I was okay. Were you bleeding, David? I want to know. Yes, maybe. Uh, boy. Especially now, tooth, tooth to windscreen is usually just bloodless, but tooth carnage. Uh, uh, I remember playing a gig on stage, and the keyboard player was next to my stage right who was playing. And he was on an angle facing into the stage, and the guy behind him, who was his wise-ass buddy of his, stuck his hand through the railing on the side of the stage and with a lighter held it up by his ass until it got hot enough to where he felt oh. it. Gave him a hot, hot foot but on his ass. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> He's very surprised when he, <laughs> he finally woke up to that. One of our Davids said half my band was molested by some stone chick at our first show. <laughs> that's a good time right there. I don't know if that's embarrassing. That is a good time. Um, yeah, Bernard tripped over my own cord, landed on my back to, to protect my guitar. Well, you know. Yeah, there you go. Veteran. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Chip Steele was at a wedding gig. One of the bridesmaids got up. I got upset. We didn't know the song she wanted to hear, and the band got a full moon. Oh, nice. So she dropped her dropped trow and Yeah. Uh told you guys a thing or two, didn't she? Right. Uh <laughs> uh oh boy. All right. This is Facebook user, and this is a long one, but I'm gonna put it up because it's funny. Our drummer worked our, our fog machine too heavy one evening. We were in dense smoke and couldn't see three feet in front of us. We assumed the audience couldn't see us either. So my ba bass player decided to have fun and drop his pants. The problem was the audience could see us clearly. We just couldn't see each other. And yes. the reason for that is because probably because there's stage lights. So from your point yes. of view, you have the lights facing you when it's going into the smoke. So you can't really see out. Right. But from the audience point of view, they could see you're fully fine. illuminated. Yeah. Fully illuminated and uh -huh. fully dropped trow there with him too. Nice. For all good um, things. Uh, uh, it's Jim over. He's just not logging. Jimmy. Yes. How do we know it's really you, Jim? It could be some imposter saying it's you. We love com compliments. Christine <laughs> said, always educational, always fun with you too. Must get some shut eye though. 
140 in England. In England. Wow. You can watch the replay. Yeah, Christine, thanks, Christine. You can watch the rest tomorrow. But yes, thank you for uh, checking. Thanks us for out. hanging with us on we this Friday that. night till almost 2 a.m. Hey, Tony. Facebook user. That's got to be Kel. Hey, Kel. No, what's happening? I know. I think it's Jim. Oh, that's Jim Albright Albert. again. Yeah. I think hey, so. Jim, what's I happening? I don't know. I'm not going to go research it. What's These up, my brother? I don't know how to do this. Uh, uh, all right. Let's go back to the. What's your other? Yeah, what, what, what your other embarrassing moments on at a gig for the CBC audience? Uh, Chris Zing said, "I got stoned after we opened with some folks outside and got called back on stage to surprise perform a song together with the headliners. <laughs> All was good until the other lead guitarist points at me for co-soloing." Let's say it did not sound great. Mm. Yeah, I mean, getting stoned, <clears throat> smoking weed when you know what's going on, and you have your whole show together is one thing, but being baked and then having to go do something improv improvisational. <laughs> it may not be the best route to get there. A whole experience. David said, my drum throne broke in half, and I went flying backward off my riser, took out the banner, and landed on my back with my feet in the air. The only good thing was that it happened at the end of the last song of the set. Like, like a finale. It was, it's both like it was planned. Like it was planned. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to read these quickly. Uh, yeah, that stinks, Bernard, when people are laughing at you. Uh, Oh, that's great. I love when that happens. That's happened to everybody. Sanders said, sat in with a band to play and sing a song that I was very familiar with, but was but was both out of practice, and the guitars were tuned a whole step higher, higher than the song. Mm. I told them not to worry. I'll sing the right notes. It was, the guitars were tuned a whole step higher? Why would you tune a guitar a whole step higher? That would break some strings. I don't, I don't know. I've never heard that. Tune it up. You'll hear people say tune it down. They say tune it up. Yes. Turn it down and tune it up, Steve. I don't know if that's, uh, this is embarrassing, but Christopher said the power went out. All my colleagues were there to see me play the first time. First song was about to start, then complete darkness. <laughs> all right. I guess if you're inviting all your colleagues, like, oh, man, it's going to be my first it comes you know, to my show. Band, man, we're great. Yeah, it's going to be the first time you get to see me, man. Come on out. And then his colleagues come out and they get there early and they have a couple of drinks and they're ready. And Christopher's on stage and then boom, power goes out. No show. Uh, complete darkness. Everyone but me thought it was part of the show. I made a dry <laughs> joke. A minute later, power came back. Well, at least he made a joke. He made the best of it. That's yeah, good. there you go. So not so embarrassing. Drummer can keep playing. <laughs> Uh, Terry said lead singer slash guitar player knocked a cymbal and stand off the stage and onto the dance floor on opening night. Ooh. After I retrieved it and put it back in place, he did it again. Three months later, they were offered a one-year contract, so it did not deter the venue from hiring your band. That's good. Uh, uh, I think we've all had Spinal Tap moments. Tom Hack said this was my spinal tap moment my band arcanum 
I was about 22 years old. I was doing a drum solo and hit my gong with my fist, did a little bit more and went to go hit it again. And it was gone. And I <laughs> fell on my butt. I'm glad I got it on video. There you go. I think I see that too. That's probably pretty funny looking. Have you used a gong before? I know you have a gong, right? Don't you have a I gong? I do not. I do not have a gong. That's you don't have a gong. I do not have a gong. Wait a second. <laughs> no gong, brother. All that drum stuff that you have in that room, you don't have a gong. Not even like a yeah. mini gong? Nope. No gongs. Why do I still have this Hey Tony on the screen? I don't know. Why are you doing it? Hey, Tony, what's happening? Hey, Facebook user Jim Ulbrich, possibly Kel. What's happening? Uh, I think it was Jim. He said, no, it's Jim. But yes, yeah, so, um, no, I have no gong. Only no because... I'm getting uh, you a gong for Christmas. Yeah, until you see how much they cost, then you'll be like, oh, I'll be get you a mini gong ashtray. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> definitely a mini gong. Yeah. You no, must they, have a mini gong. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. Thousands of dollars for real gongs. Yeah. Plus, they take up a lot of space. Yeah, they're big. Yes. But I could um, definitely hang it. I mean, I got the cage. I could definitely, I could definitely fit it. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Facebook user said back in the day when we smoked, break was over, cigarette wasn't finished, put it back in the pack, put the pack <laughs> back in my jacket pocket, on stage at no smoke. on fire. Nice. Like, is somebody on fire? Is I... Oh, wait, it's me. Something's burning, man. What's going on over there? Oh, my goodness. These, these are, there's so many of these, but let's keep going and, and uh, see what, what else we got here on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that, that's uh, embarrassing, Jonathan. People kept touching my amp while I was playing at an open mic. I was very angry at the people. <laughs> very angry. Stop touching. Stop touching. Uh, we have a caller. We do. Sounds like. Jimmy, pick up the phone. All right, tell Anthony to do it then. Or get Rosemary on it. I got like five people standing around doing nothing. Everyone's like, oh, I can't answer the phone. I'm busy. I know. We rarely show, get calls the show, on the, the show. show's work. The show's underway. How busy could you be? Uh, they got it. What's, oh. Who's that? Uh, wrong number. Sorry. Okay. So Michael Riley said we were playing at the local county fair, which everybody loves to do. Yeah. In the middle of our opening song, the promoter grabs the mic and says, stop playing. What the hell? This is the stand-up comedy slot. <laughs> nice. I like that, too. It explained Nothing why the confusion. It explained the confusion on everyone's face in the crowd. Yeah. Like these, you know, you guys aren't funny. This is supposed to be funny. Beat it. Beat it right now. Or play beat it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tommy Paxson, our mates drafted in to do lights, brought uh, bought a three-minute smoke bomb because it was only fractionally more expensive <laughs> than a 30-second one. But three minutes is an incredibly long time and a massive amount of smoke. So the for the first few songs, we couldn't even see each other on stage. By the time the smoke thinned out enough to see the back of the hall, we could see firefighters assembled. Uh-huh. Yeah, three minutes is quite a long time. Yeah, and all think... the people in there bailed probably because it was a smoke fest. Right. Uh, yeah, this I'm sure there's a lot of forgetting songs. Well, there was a time I forgot how a song uh, went, says Gus, even though the band I was in got a in a routine of playing the same songs over and over again. I, I've had that happen too. 
and like songs I've played a hundred times or hundreds of times are like, wait, how does this go? Mm -hmm. uh, so it wasn't as if I had played the song forever. I just completely blanked on how it went on that point. And in a different band, I forgot how the main riff of a popular tune went. Unfortunately, that riff was a bass riff and I was the bassist. Uh, I wanted uh. to crawl in a hole somewhere mid song. I did that. I've done that. Crawl inside the bass drum. Just leave the bass outside. That's, that's right. <laughs> uh electrocuted michael says electrocuted right on my mouth because the p pa and guitar amp were both not grounded yeah so it's a spinal tap moment i don't think that happened in the spinal tap but but uh there are other th things that happened in spinal tap that have happened. I, I can remember at rehearsal not on stage at rehearsal we used to play in my parents house and they had this by level so you walk in the front door you know and you go up the stairs there's a living room in the kitchen and you walk to the right downstairs was this big giant family room with the fireplace and we had the whole room was band central we had the full pa we had the lights we had the band set up but it was like my parents <laughs> the downstairs family room of their house so it was furnished had carpeting it was like nice and I remember the singer and and there was a throw rug on top of the floor and it was like a tile floor. I remember the singer was like off to the side, like getting a drink or getting something out of the cooler, or getting a beer. And the song started and he was, you know, not paying attention, doing what he was doing. And then he he realized that the cue was coming up for his part to come sing. So he quickly sprinted over to the mic and then was going to do like a cheap trick move where he stopped and then grabbed the mic. And as he ran up and went to stop, he was on the throw rug and the rug just shot out from under him. So as he went <laughs> no. to grab the mic, his feet flew up, you know, and he went cracked his head and went down on his back on the ground oh, he was actually stunned for like you know we had, to, we had to stop playing and wait like we had to give him like a, you know a two-minute breather at rehearsal because they had to get like an ice pack to put on his head get a big egg, egg on his head and then uh you know it's like so like so stars like a cartoon you know on the couch like hey, <laughs> <going on." laughs> oh that's rough it's so embarrassing but it was more like oh my god can't we, that, that just happened yeah uh, this has happened to probably every musician, but something similar anyway. Joseph said, uh, bass player here got way too drunk, tuned down to drop D for a few songs, totally forgot to tune back up to standard tuning for the few <laughs> songs after that. Yeah, just heavier versions, man. Yeah, no, they I love out of tune stuff. Out of tune stuff always makes yeah. me laugh. Oh, out of tune stuff, is like especially if it's just just slightly out of tune, where it's like, or oh. it's even better is guy starts the song. Funny. You know, the dude if it starts with the guitar player or the keyboard player, and he's in the wrong key. <laughs> oh yeah, like, the wrong key is great. Wrong key, wrong key. Wrong key. That's happened to everybody. That's <laughs> great, though. Uh, the, look, the look of panic on everyone else's face, like, oh, my God, you're in the wrong key. The band's going to come in. It's going to be a disaster. Oh, boy. Bill Swearingen. Is that his real name? Swearingen? <laughs> Swearingen. Swearingen. Was asked, was asked by an audience member about the light show. They had someone with photosensitive epilepsy. Told everyone in the band about it. The first song gets kicked off with the strobe light. Woof. Oops. Perfect, yeah. Guess the rest. Uh, Gene Gunderson, rocking a bar. I was the front man. I stood on a table singing a high note, and the top came loose from the bass, <laughs> tumbled to the floor, got back up and didn't miss a beat. The bar tried to charge me for the damaged table, really. Oh, yeah. Nope, that ain't going to happen. It's your shitty table. You should have known I was going to get dance on it or yeah. stand on it. Um. Uh, that's the the 
bathroom thing. William said, I was playing a cowboy bar in Utah and took a pee during intermission. A little five foot four cowboy pulled up and started pissing beside me. He looked at me and turned saying, you're the guy on stage. He never stopped peeing. I had to go do my last set with a cowboy piss on my boots. <laughs> I gave him a hot foot. Uh, good times. That's good times right there. Um, so there's so many of these. If uh, let's see, what well, we're there's so there. many things that happen. I mean, just you know, it's just you know, if you really sat down and thought about it, I could think of a hundred things I've seen over the years of just crazy, sure. embarrassing things that people have done or did or happened on stage or you saw it happened in the crowd or happened after the gig. I mean, so much, so much fun. Yeah. This is a, a rookie mistake, but you know, Ben Shaw said, uh, it was his first time playing live. He was 18 years old. He played the whole set with his guitars volume knob rolled all the way down. He noticed an issue. The other members of the band noticed an issue. I sat there fumbling around trying to work out the problem, assuming it's my amp. Nope. It's the guitar. I only learned this when I reached down and mute the output and find it's already muted. Mm-hmm. So, so he said, so every time since then, first thing he does is roll up his volume. Yeah, that's a, that's a rookie mistake. And you know, you, you expect to have those in embarrassing moments when you're a kid. I remember playing in a band and the guy went on stage and, and start the same thing. Like song starts and it's like big problem and looking at cable and ch- checking, you know, volumes and looking at the, the guitar and this and that. Oh, amp's not on. Yeah. Oops, the amp's not on. Oops. You, you always—that's when you're when you're troubleshooting something. That's what you always check too. Like, is my volume up? Am I plugged in? Is the amp on? Is the amp plugged in? So if you get through all those and you don't find your problem, then then you have to dig further. But uh, oh boy, Dan Oliver playing a bar with carpet on the stage. Went to plug in guitar and blew all my preamp tubes in my amp. App had amp had, I think it means before yeah. the gig even started. Static electricity. Oh yikes. Big bummer right there. Yeah. Uh what did I just say? Well, equipment uh, failure can be problematic too. Like if your board goes or one of your mains goes, you know, you always try to have some redundancy, like always try to have a, a monitor that's the same as your main, you know? Right. So you could swap it out if you have to. This is great. This is like a Blues Brothers moment. Uh, John Renault, a booking error on my part. My first band was playing a local roadhouse type gig. It was our second appearance at this venue. PA was all set up and we were in the middle of sound check when the band that was scheduled to play walked into setup. Nice. After an unprofessional exchange of insults from them, we reluctantly broke everything down and loaded out. They were pissed because they were slated to start at 8 and showed up at 6.30 set up. Although we broke down a record time, it still prolonged their first set. They were pissed. We were pissed. Our fans were pissed. The, their fans were pissed. Owners were pissed. Everyone was pissed. Poor communication. Yeah. Uh, and the band with the contract wins. We're the good old boys. Good old boys. The good old boys just played. Hit the road, good old boys. You're you're into, you're you're not here till tomorrow night. Uh yeah right. Um. Uh, Forgetting gear. Oh, that's one of my embarrassing ones, but oh, I'll tell yeah. that in a minute. But yeah, Drew said we once got to a gig that was a good two hours from home, only to mm-hmm. realize that the mic bag didn't get put in the equipment trailer. Oh. Fortunately, we'd arrived a good two hours early, so one of the guys had to go, had his son go by the house and grab the mics 
and he met his dad halfway there and able oh. to start the gig just in time. It was all well in the end. Yeah, I had a I had a, a one where I was um it, this is around the time when I was playing with you guys too and i was playing with the, the, this original artist and i had a gig in new york city and all i had to bring was my bass and a cable there was an amp there back line and then I, I go to i drive to my girlfriend at the time's house and uh it was a good ways away from where i lived and that was closer to the gig and I only had a certain amount of time left to get to the gig. And I go to, uh, I, I go open my trunk where my base would have been and it's not there. And I'm like, oh, and that was the crushing feeling, man. Like I don't have time to go back home and get my base now. So and what do you do, Steve? I called the guy who I was doing the gig for and I told him and the gig was in Manhattan. It was in New York city in the village so he called somebody that lived in there in the city that had a base and the guy came down and lent me his base wow. um, and that that was on video i think somewhere or at least there's photos of it where i was playing this gig and and i'm using this other guy's base and uh that's the worst feeling man it's so like, i rarely ever forget gear and not yeah. too long ago just last year I forgot the what's the one thing a drummer could forget to bring to a gig that would be problematic. Sticks. Well, that would definitely be yeah. That that's something that a, you, a throne. If there you go. So if you don't have sticks, that's a problem, right? Because you can't substitute something else. You can't play with pencils. You know, like you're. you're you could play like wooden spoon, right? Maybe, yeah, you could. I mean, you <laughs> could, you could figure something out to get by, but right. yeah. So no drum throne. So I set up this elaborate shoots and ladders conglomeration to get the right height. You know, that's the whole thing with the stool. So you got to sit at the right height, you know, right. and I'm going to say maybe like six or seven songs into the first set. Some guy walked by and was like, oh, dude, I'm a drummer. I live like next door. I got to bring a throne over for you. And I was like, yeah, cool. I'll grab it. So after that set, he came and brought a throne over and then. I played the rest of the cake with it and then gave it back to him. And he was like, yeah, no problem. That's great. There you go. Um, but yeah, forgetting stuff sucks, man. But, you, know, uh, and, you know, that usually happens. It's like, because usually I have all my gig stuff together. You know what I mean? So when I load and unload, it goes right back to the same location. It's when I have to break into stuff. Like I need a mic or I need a cable or I need something from, you know, my gig bag to remember to put it all back in again. And you get to the gig and you're like, where's my earbuds yeah. you know oh right that's right I took them out because i needed them for that's, something else that's why i always bring two of everything just yeah. in case um all right so there's hundreds more of those guys if you yeah, want to read through all those stories that's on the that post is on the cover band central facebook page you'll have to scroll back a little bit it was from uh uh let me see what date it was uh a lot of good stuff to be entertained if you want to yeah if you want a good and laugh relate, and you want to relate the stuff too and realize you're not alone. I, I I posted it. Yes, it was posted yesterday uh, morning. So you could scroll back on the Facebook Cover Band Central page and read more of those. They're, they are good fun um, if you need a good laugh. Um, oh yeah. So check that out. Um, again, if you need a website, you, and you do, go to Bandzoogle. They uh, have it all laid out for you, and uh, you don't have to know anything about design or or Bandzoogle or, or code. You don't have to know anything about coding or anything like that. 
And uh, you could start a 30-day free trial. Use the promo code Coverband Central. The link is in the description. And you can click on that and check that out. As always, what am I going to say, Tony? Coverbandcentral.com. Sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. And lots of people coming on board lately. And go in there and you can post something on the uh, on the wall. Join a group. They're all um, set up for specific things like specific instruments and whatnot. And uh, and as always, too, uh, the YouTube channel, subscribe there. You'll know when we go live. Go check out all the past podcasts, Wisdom Hours, and other videos we've done. So uh, there we are. So everybody, have a great week weekend. Have a great weekend, Steve. That's the, weekend. the beauty of the Friday night. It's like... Kick off your Friday night, man. Hope you guys are having a great time tonight. Hope you, maybe you're gigging tonight. Maybe you're gigging over this weekend. But either way, enjoy the evening and have a great weekend. That's what he said. We'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.